0: How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I've got uh, my season co-star with me as Kirk McCarley. How's it going, Kirk? It's going well, Brad. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So on this episode, I have have uh, Kirk McCarley back with me, and uh, we wanted to talk touch more on the uh, career life coaching for kind of his more executive clients, since he seems to get a lot of those. And how that kind of ties into, you know, some of the things they need to do to prep themselves every day. You probably keep hearing, uh, watching YouTube motivation uh, shows, and then really pounding on, you know, the the more you want your mind to work, you got to get your body body and mind working working together, to, especially for those you know high executive level jobs. And you know, we'll let we'll let Kirk talk about that more. Kirk, what you got?
1: Well, thanks for having me back again today, Brad, and. As you ask that first question, uh, lead into it, I can't help but think about the advice of Admiral McRaven, I believe it is, who uh, extols us to make our beds each morning when we get up. And we kind of diminish that and maybe poo-poo it just a little bit and say, why is that important? But it's like the checklist or the to-do list I have next to me on a calendar. I love taking the pen and checking it off, crossing it out, because if I don't do anything else that day, I can look at that day and consider that I've done some things, I've achieved some things, no matter how small or insignificant they may seem. And one of the things I get frustrated with, and we were talking before this episode with executive clients, it's like so many things in life you're going to get out of coaching what you put in put into it. And not to say that executive coaches are childlike, but uh, oftentimes, I shouldn't say oftentimes, but sometimes uh, to encourage homework assignments to get done or things to be followed up on that need to be to have a successful uh, coaching relationship, that takes a lot more encouragement than uh, I would like to see it take. Uh, but we identify those obstacles, and oftentimes it is just that motivation. That having gotten momentum, checking something off, getting after it is being a key.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a huge proponent of that myself. Um, just with my daily daily life, working our, our uh, gyms, um, and as well as my own fitness uh, program, and everything written on paper. You know, some people like doing the digital way, and that's fine, I guess. But I'm, I'm one of the old school guys that, you know, I've got a little eight and a half by 11 folder, and I've got my to-do list for business, to-do list for personal, to-do list for, you know, other things. And it's so gratifying checking those off, you know, with a pen versus going on, you know, Google Drive and trying to, you know, use all the apps and do it that way. But both, both as long as you're, you know, working the system and, and categorizing those and checking them off, I mean, both, both I assume would work great. And I know I've gotten that from watching motivation type things of executives and what they do every day. The only one I can never check off my list is I don't uh, make my
1: bed every day, Kirk. So, I... <laughs> <laughs> um, It's the discipline and, and motivation. And sometimes there are days you just don't have your A game. And you work out and I work out, and I did a long bike ride yesterday. Uh, I, I rode 55 miles and it was hot and it was humid. It's Northwest Florida and we're, we've not begun fall yet. So seven or eight miles into it, it's kind of like, oh, not feel good. I want to quit. I burned 400 calories. That's good enough. No, keep pressing on your legs are going to kick in, you're going to feel better, drink something, drink some water, hydrate, and eventually you come around and you feel better. And a few hours later, 55 miles done, check that off the list. And it made Labor Day for me so much more successful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So is there is there like a like a without giving away everything what you do? Is there like a kind of a standard protocol and checklist when you get a new client uh, that's, you know, the high-powered executive that really needs to, you know, get the most optimal use of his time and, you know, work his way up the corporate ladder, that kind of stuff?
1: Well, coaching is, is very centered on the client, and the client sets the agenda. And how often a meeting begins is with me asking a question after we've had some, some small talk, some, some warm-up pitches, so to speak, and asking the question, what would be most meaningful for us to talk about today? And sometimes you'll kind of get somebody frozen and they'll say, well, I don't know. And the follow-up question to that may often be, well, if you did know, what would you say in response to that question? And you get them backed into a corner a little bit, but not intentionally, but people know what they wanna talk about generally. So, okay, I would like to talk about a relationship I have with the CEO. And also, I can't get some of my subordinate employees to do what it is I would like to have them do. And so the agenda for the meeting is set. And then we get to the goals and the objective. By the end of this meeting, what is it that you would want to have achieved or accomplished? So we've got the mission and the vision for that meeting and the goals and objectives laid out. And let's go to town and let's talk about it. And at the end of the meeting, we'll measure... Uh, the level of satisfaction the client has with the coaching and where they've been on that journey today, as far as how well they have uh, reached out and tried to attain those goals and objectives that they set.
0: Gotcha. Um, and, and within those type of clients, just strictly speaking of like the executive, um, you know, example we're putting out there, are you doing, I'm obviously doing a lot of career coaching, but are you doing a lot of life coaching, like what they're doing with their spare time and, and that kind of stuff? Or is it more focused on just career? These are the things you need to do to step up to the next level.
1: Life, Brad, seems to always touch into career. As a matter of fact, career is a component of life. So that only makes sense. So as we're examining things, we may get into conversation about, I'm just not feeling motivated at work and an examination, uh, a verbal examination will be, well, how are you sleeping? I'm not sleeping well, or these issues at work are keeping me up at night. What are your techniques to relax and unwind from that anxiety that you're feeling? Well, I really don't have anything because it's all work, 60, 70, sometimes 80 hours a week. I'll ask for permission at that point often. Well, would you care to explore some things that uh, may enable you to be more productive at work and feel less tired? And nine times out of 10, yeah, I'd like to get into that. And so we're opened up to rest, exercise, uh, getting a workout regimen going, uh, maybe developing some other interests like gardening or listening to music binge watching TV, that sort of thing. But uh, activity uh, seems to be so important because it just stimulates the endorphins we have within ourselves so much.
0: Yeah. Um, What about uh, like a lot of stuff I've seen and watched before about motivation and that kind of, and, you know, climbing up the corporate ladder, they always say, you know, nine times out of 10, all the successful people are waking up earlier than the rest of the world. So do, do you put any uh, faith into that, waking up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., to start the day faster, or does it really matter that much?
1: Uh, it Depends on what your clock is. And I suppose if you're going to bed at 9.30 or 10 at night, uh, you've gotten your seven hours rest by 4.35 in the morning. And it seems to work very well when we were primarily an agrarian society and some people with that 4 30 in the morning time first thing they'll do they'll go work out and get that done Uh, and then at six o'clock it's still early they can go back prepare for the day do some writing send some emails whatever it is uh, that they need to do in order to be successful and now i've got the capacity where if i need to uh, interrelate with people I've got an opportunity to do that all day to to serve and uh, to to do what it is that's gonna make this cog move forward. Awesome.
0: Um, for is there like a one is there one thing for the majority of the clients that hit you up for more of that career coaching uh, side that you keep seeing over and over again, like I just don't know how to uh, handle my employees or I don't know how to handle my boss or or is it just all over the place? There's different reasons. Um, for each individual
1: person? Well, I think some of it depends on where a person is in life. But if there's one general theme I hear in really career coaching is, how can I leave my imprint on this world? That's getting to be awful big now. And these are executives that are doing quite well financially, but it's this need for self-actualization. What am I doing that is going to impact the world to make lives better for others? And oftentimes, that's going to be an exploration to things that are beyond what they're doing between eight to five, so to speak. I'm going to go uh, volunteer as a coach for my kids' youth soccer, or I'm going to get involved in junior achievement, or help people in their financial areas, or be a mentor, or be a couple's counselor at my church whatever it may be but there's a real yearning i find right now for people really at all ages to go out and try to achieve that yep i agree well uh
0: you know i'm i'm real big into you know you know life coaches and career coaches kind of you know, using them as a bouncing board for referrals and, and uh, some of our clients back and forth. But I just, I just really believe that, you know, part of, part of your world um, has a component of fitness and, you know, getting yourself healthier and better so you can do better at your job. Um, And that's why I kind of wanted to portray that to my, my uh, audience out there. But that's, it's good to hear that you do, you do see that a lot and you do kind of push it. And on previous episodes, you've talked about your kind of fitness journey, too. So I really thought that was cool.
1: Well, thank you. And, and for me personally, a lot of my preparation for client meetings, quite frankly, is on that bike or is out in the forest taking the dog for a walk or participating in something rec- recreationally, maybe being in the garden a little bit. And when you're freed from being in front of a computer screen or in meetings, sometimes just getting into that different setting is so wonderful to free your mind and to take you beyond uh, what limits your thinking uh, at that moment in being in a in a confined place, so to so to speak.
0: Yep. And then the easy answer too is just just go outside because pretty much everyone's locked in a. And they're nowadays with remote, you know, remote work or, you know, wherever they may find themselves. So just get outside and get some breeze, get some sun and go from there. Well, uh, Kirk, sunshine, you guys-
1: still like sunshine <laughs> is still a great disinfectant. That's so it. <laughs> open up those windows.
0: Yeah. So is there any uh, last final words on this on this topic, this episode?
1: I think. uh you know, I do hear some things from folks these days as far as recapturing their time. And it beget kind of a philosophy in my mind. We hear so much about the 24 seven mindset. There's just not enough hours in the day. And it kind of caused me to come up with a philosophy There may not be enough hours in the day, but what if there were enough hours in the week? I have 168 of them. What if I change my way of thinking to viewing life on a weekly basis? And what I've found has happened is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and maybe part of Thursday, very engaged, but by the time I get to Thursday afternoon, oftentimes I feel a great sense of freedom. What is next? And now it's time to do follow-up on things that have been on the back burner. And particularly with my work in college football, uh, that's on the weekends, it really enables me to start getting prepared uh, for my second job, so to speak. Awesome. All
0: right. Well, I think uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, Thank you, Kirk. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode.
1: My pleasure, Brad. Thank you.
0: How, how can people get, get a hold of you? Do you have a website, a social media? T- t- tell them what you're kind of looking for.
1: I, I do. I am the Seed Sower Coach, and in a further episode, hopefully I have the opportunity to divulge a little bit about the development of that as a, a label, but SeedSowerCoach.com is my website. Uh, email address is Kirk, K-I-R-K, at theseedsowercoach.com and phone number with the St. Louis area code 314-677-8779. I'm active on Facebook under the Seed Sower Coach, as well as I have a LinkedIn site.
0: Exactly. And that's, I found you on LinkedIn as well. And uh, I'll put everything in the episode details. Um, so the audience can just go to the details and click the links and find you. So awesome. Well, thanks, uh, Kirk, for uh, jumping on with me and we'll we'll do uh, many more together and and uh, hope everyone enjoyed listening. But thanks for uh, doing this with me. I'll see you in the next act. All right.